Hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see a few of you on this morning. Hope you're all awesome and well. Good morning to Luke. He's up and at it as well. Aaron is in the house. Kevin all the way from Florida. Always there, mate. Good to see you. Morning, Justin. There's Mick as well. Got Margaret, David. And as we do, we sometimes have people behind the veil in the Facebook Facebook group. Good morning, everyone. Good to see you. Hope you're all well. Jason Witten's my name. If you didn't already know, most of you do, though. Quick intros before we get going today. Thought we might talk a little bit about the uh, conversation of a PPR, a principal place of residence upgrade strategy. Uh, I get a few questions about this one, and it's an interesting topic, certainly an interesting topic uh, when it comes to uh, this idea. There's a few tax-free strategies, folks, uh, if uh, out there in the world of property investing. And this is one of them. Who likes the idea of tax-free in the chat? Let, let me know. Who likes the idea of tax-free? Who'd like to uh, make a capital gain? Um, and um, more accurately, capital gains tax, tax-free or uh, whatever it might be. Who, who likes the idea of a capital gain that you pay no tax on. Gosh, yes, Margaret says. <laughs> I like it. Um, well, folks, uh, many of us have the ability to have access to this idea. Now, uh, depending on what uh, what world you live in, whether it's a PAYG or the idea of a business owner, there's a few capital gains tax-free manoeuvres, folks, um, that uh, are available to us as investors. Who knows what they are? But the first one today we're going to talk about is the principal place of residence. Your own home is tax-free if and when you sell it. Um, And uh, I think it's a good strategy to maybe two to three times over a lifetime upgrade your principal place of residence. Now, we'll talk about the upgrade a bit later. Morning, Jeff. How are you, mate? Um, So, but where are the other places we can have a capital gains tax-free event? Folks, um, tell me about those. There's, uh, there's, depending on where you are, but let's chuck them in there. Chuck it in the chat. Where can we have a ta- capital gains tax-free event, whether it's a property, whether it's some shares, whether it's whatever, you can uh, make a gain. And depending on where you're at and what's going on, some of it can be, or all of it could be, up to a certain amount, tax-free. That'd be kind of nice, right? Let's have a look at that. Let's just go in here and say, all right, what happens uh, What happens in here? So a place uh, that you can have a capital gains tax-free event um, is in your super. Your super can own some assets and in the future when and if, yep, in retirement phase uh, in your superannuation. Um, but, uh, you know, that can, be, um, that can be fantastic. What's that up to? Well, it has a limit to it in the super, doesn't it? It has a limit to it into the future. Um, and and depending on you know um, at the moment there's got some uh, uh, indexation and stuff like that 1.9 million right where's the other place you can have a, a capital gains tax free event folks um, and uh, you know for uh, for some of us on the call right now this might not be applicable but for a few of you I can see you on there well it's the sale of a business and it can include a commercial property it can it can include a property 
um, and uh, business sale. That's right, Mick. Uh, and uh, but that has a limit. Who knows uh, what what limit it has, right? So there's there's a possibility of up to six million uh, tax free. However, this one here for business owners has another limit. You've got it. Well, it's got two limits. It, you've got to be uh, in business for fifteen years. You've got to use the property for seven years. Yep. And then your net assets need to be less than six mil. So it's a six mil limit, right? Now, this is fantastic. Uh, which one has no limit, folks? Which one of these three? And you already know which one has no limits when it comes to the world of making a capital gain um, and, uh, and uh, no limits. Who's heard of the song? No, no limits. That's what we want. That's a terrible song anyway. That wasn't the song. <laughs> Jeez, don't do that, Jason. Don't sing. Um, so uh, there's no limits in a uh, Prince Place of Residence, folks. Prince Place of Residence. Um, and uh, I, I, I collect these articles and people go, oh, what do you mean? What, how does this capital gains tax-free PPR thing work? Like what, like what, what, what goes on here? What's the... What's the go, Jason? You know, let's let's talk about that, and that's what today we were going to sort of have a bit of a yarn about. But uh, check this out. Check out uh, one of these things. There we go. Uh, I'll put this up here. And uh, this this is one I grabbed on the weekend. Um, the uh, buyers of a Manly's priciest home is revealed. Um, sells a luxury holiday pad thirteen for thirteen million, and uh, the sick leave CEO snaps it up for twenty five million. Right. So the difference between 13 million and 25 million, that's not bad. Who'd like the idea? Who, who would like that? Who would like that? A 13 million to 25 million capital gain and that capital gain be tax-free. Now, that's a, that's a big deal. That's a big house, right? So, but the idea that the uber wealthy, the uber rich, use this strategy all day, every day, folks. Uh, and if you keep an eye out, you'll see this strategy being deployed by the rich and famous um, often, right? And, and I've always been fascinated by, you know, like why would they buy this amazing house and then sell it a few years later, right? Um, you know, two, three, four, five years later. Um, that makes no sense to me. But now, you know, many years later, you know, uh, I understand. I understand, you know, the idea of making, you know, uh, a $10 million capital gain with no tax on it, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty tidy, folks. Um, happy days, right? So what is the concept? What's the idea when it comes to your Prince of Place of Residence? And, um, you know, how, how does it work? Let's have a bit, of a bit of a yarn about what that might be, right? So let's say let's do kind of three um, upgrade phases as we go along. And I'm going to just call these sort of 10-year phases, folks. They could be longer. They could be shorter whatever it might be, right? So the idea, you had too many rooms to clean. <laughs> I think at that stage, Alison, we're, we're getting someone else to clean our rooms, that's for sure. You're probably, you know, uh, I, I know for a fact that they've got, you know, um, full-time uh, team on or full-time staff on, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's a business deduction and all of their stuff gets taken care of. And, you know, anyway, not a bad way to roll. Not a bad way to roll. So let's take a look at how does a $1 million property, how does a $1 million home uh, turn into, so that goes one, that, that goes um, uh, four, 
And then that goes eight. I think that's the number. All right. How do we do this? How do we do this process? What, what happens? Okay. Um, and we'll talk about it in three little sections. Okay. As we go along. But first, uh, I want to have a look. Uh, well, we'll do, we'll do this actually. So $1 million home. Let's say right now I'm just using $1 million. It's easier to round up and down. And this makes the numbers impressive. All right. So let's just roll with it and let's have a conversation here. Right. $1 million property, and it's not intangible. I speak to so many people these days, their property is worth a million bucks, right? And let's say that property is in a good spot, a great place, a little bit more capital growth than the, the regular property, um, and it's a principal place of residence. So let's say over a 10-year period, that property doubles in value. Let's go. All right, let's go this. Like, Let's go. Property doubles in value, and that property now is worth $2 million, all right, million bucks. And the debt on that property at the same time was reduced, okay, reduced. Now, depending on where we start, um, you know, 800,000, let's say to 400K, okay? Now, let's go and have a look at our little calculator, a little sort of debt reduction calculator, um, and have a look at what, what it would take you know, to uh, reduce the debt. Now, reducing the debt at the same time is not, um, uh, is not uh, compulsory for this strategy, but let's have a look at, all right, how can we reduce the debt over a 10-year period, let's say, with the loan? What would be the extra payment uh, per month that's got there? Let's put $2,000 in extra per month uh, and let's see what that would, what, how, how long that might take. Uh, well, there you go. You could save 15 years off the loan um, as you go along, right? So that's not a bad idea. Um, over, you, you could pay the thing off uh, in uh, 15 years. There you go. Uh, well, that's probably a bit aggressive. You know, you don't need 2,000 bucks. Let's see if it's 1,000, okay? Oh, I go back this way. I'm saved 10 years. Well, there you go. All right. So, uh, an extra $1,000 a month over a 10-year period would reduce that debt to 400 k all right? So this is the concept. This is the idea. Uh, you can find this little calculator on um, Adelaide Bank's calculator. They're pretty good, Adelaide Bank. They've got some good calculators. Um, they're not so great for their loans, but their calculators are good <laughs> um, as we go. All right, so uh, let's have a look at that. So an extra $1,000 a month, so an extra $1,000 a month to get that debt down to 400K. Okay, so now what do we do, right? Let's just say this is the conversation. We're saying, all right, we want to run this strategy. We want to double down, triple down. If we sell the property for 2 million, okay, we sell that property for, for 2 million, um, you know, what can we upgrade to? What can we go ahead and purchase and buy? Um, what can happen, all right? So let's just look at this. We've got 2 million. Our debt's only 400. Let's say we're able to stretch um, and purchase a property. And this is just, this is just some linear numbers. It might, it might decrease or increase depending on your borrowing ability, depending on how much cash you've got, you know, follow, follow along. Let's say we go 2 million and we buy ourselves a $4 million property, all right? Even if it's a $3 million property, wh whatever it might be, you've still got at the end of the day 1.6 in cash, uh, and you borrow the rest, whatever you can borrow. But I'm just using four. You could use three. You could use whatever. It's an upgrade, right? You're going to go from a $2 million area 
to a three or a $4 million area, okay? Or what's the other thing you could do, folks? <clears throat> what's the other thing you could do if this property is now worth $2 million and let's say it's 20 or 30 years old? What's the other thing you could do so you can buy um, or you can sell in one area and you can buy in another area or you can do what? What, what can you do if you didn't want to move? If you think that area is amazing and awesome, what could you do, especially if your property is underutilized? Okay, what does that mean? Highest and best use. Now, this transfer, this transfer here, folks, there is one thing that uh, does uh, reduce the, the capital, and that's stamp duty. It's absolute highway robbery. However, that's just the thing. So, Luke said, yeah, renovation. Or you could stay there, you could renovate or detonate and build brand new. Okay? And, uh, yep, uh, equity release, uh, you can absolutely, Mick, 100% you can. Uh, it doesn't help with the PPR, capital gains tax-free upgrade. So let's say you stayed there. Let's say you, you know, renovated, knocked it down and put a million bucks into the existing property, would that lift that property now to from two million to three million? You know, and then over the next 10 years it might double in value, right? This is the conversation. This is the idea. So we bought our property. Let's say we were able to, you know, grow our income, grow our borrowing power, grow our assets, and we're able to borrow. We purchase at four million. Um, what happens? Some growth over time, right? So even if you extend this to 15 years, folks, and again, what does it take to reduce the debt um, over here? Well, you know, at this point in time, you know, could you put an extra $2,000 um, into debt reduction? And by the way, you don't have to do the debt reduction strategy. I always do this because it helps for the next stage of acquisition, and where would you put that extra payment anyway? Nine times out of 10, it'd sit in the offset account just in case you needed it. But here you go, all right? So now, the conversation, the concept that your second phase of the principal place of upgrade strategy, now your property is worth 8 million bucks. What could we do at that stage? You could launch again, right? And, and many, of us, um, many of us think, oh, this is impossible. But it's not impossible, team. You could do it once or twice or three times. Imagine you started this at 30 and this phase over here, and you often you end up with borrowing less at the end, but, you know, this phase is going to sort of, you know, you'd sell out around maybe 70 or 80, okay, 70 or 80. Imagine the idea, you know, the principal place of residence um, downsize or um, uh, sales strategy when you're in your later years, that idea is is one of the, often it's one of the last assets that we rearrange when it comes to uh, our assets and our income, folks. Because what happens? Most people like the house that they live in. They end up in a place that they enjoy. They, they get um, established there. They, maybe their, their children and their family and their friends are around. They like the neighbourhood. Um, they like to end up staying, you know, maybe longer term. So the, the third phase is, you know, how long would you do it, right? Uh, along the way in here, you know, 
the ability for you as an investor to buy some investment properties, uh, to grow your career and your income, uh, to grow your other assets. If you're a business owner, grow your business, whatever that might be, um, this is the conversation. This is the process of how you can do it, folks. That's, that's the, the way it works. Big picture overview, change the numbers. Change it to 500,000 to a million, right? Change that to 2 million to 4 million, whatever it is. Um, we all should understand how to take advantage of these strategies uh, because, you know, if you earn money and wealth in other places, you're going to be exposed to significant amounts of tax, all right, significant amounts of tax. So there you go. Hopefully that was useful. I've heard I, I have people ask me about a bit more detail on that one all the time and um, wasn't super detailed, but, you know, the idea of the bigger picture of, of a number of phases as you go up. Anyway, folks, that's it from me. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted today. As always, let me know in the chat if there's something you want me to have a yarn about, a bit of a talk, a bit of a conversation. We catch up at about 10 past eight each day. So come along and join us for a Wealth Coffee Chat and uh, we can hang out and chew the fat. Have a chat and chew the fat. Anyway, there you go. All right, folks, that's it from me. You guys take care. Good to see you. Thanks for joining this morning. Bye for now.